Good morning and welcome to Simply Science. It's Wednesday, February 28th. On today's show, we review the latest science news, including promoting diversity in veterinary science at Chimp Haven and the South Dakota Science Technology Authority celebrating 20 years. Plus, a study uncovers hidden ingredients in 83% of tattoo inks, raising concerns. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with last week's science and technology headlines, which brought us a range of fascinating stories, from microplastics complicating efforts to define a new epoch in Earth's history, to a billion-year-old black hole eruption that may have led to an unusual formation of stars. Here to delve into these topics is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Science. Let's start with the microplastics. How are they affecting our understanding of geological eras? Geologists have considered using microplastics to define a new era in Earth's history, the Anthropocene, marked by the effects of human activity. Microplastics tend to settle at the bottom of lakes, but a recent study found plastic particles in older sedimentary layers, including samples dating centuries before plastic production began. This led researchers to conclude that microplastics cannot be used directly as a dating tool to trace the beginning of the Anthropocene. However, the extent to which microplastics migrate varies by location, and they could still provide valuable insights into the impact of human activity on our planet's ecology. That's intriguing. Now what about the study on intestinal malrotation? Researchers at North Carolina State University used the African clawed frog to gain insights into intestinal malrotation, a condition where the intestines do not twist correctly. The scientists exposed frog embryos to atrazine, a common herbicide, and observed that many of the frog's intestines grew in the opposite direction. The atrazine disrupted the frog's metabolisms, causing both stunted intestinal growth and intestinal malrotation. While this doesn't prove what causes intestinal malrotation in humans, it does connect errors in metabolic processes to a birth defect, providing more clues for future research. Fascinating. Now let's move on to the brain-computer interfaces. How are they helping us understand the human brain? Brain-computer interfaces, or BCIs, are implants that use electrodes to capture and analyze signals with a decoder program. They've helped people with paralysis, but they're also a unique tool for exploring brain function. Contrary to most textbook images of the human brain, it's not divided into neat categories. With BCIs, scientists have learned more about the brain's complex patterns of thought and imagination. They're still a developing technology, but scientists are working to improve their decoding system to both understand more about the brain and to improve results for patients who have lost motor functions. And finally, tell us about this billion-year-old black hole eruption. Astronomers have discovered an enormous eruption that occurred billions of years ago from a black hole located in a galaxy in a system known as SDSS J5031. This event is believed to have triggered the formation of a unique pattern of stars in the system. The star clusters span thousands of light-years of distance and bear a striking resemblance to beads on a string. It's a fascinating discovery that shows how a single event can shape the universe over billions of years. That was truly fascinating. Thank you, Michael. Now let's shift our focus to a different kind of science story. 
Since 2010, Dr. Raven Jackson has been the attending veterinarian at Chimp Haven, the world's largest sanctuary for captive-bred primates. With 317 chimpanzees calling at home, Chimp Haven provides a unique workspace for Jackson and her team. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about Dr. Jackson's journey and her work at Chimp Haven? Certainly, David. Dr. Jackson's dream of working with animals dates back to her childhood. She was inspired by Jane Goodall's work with wild chimpanzees and aspired to be a black Jane Goodall. She pursued her dream at Tuskegee University, the only historically black college or university with a veterinary school. Despite the field of veterinary medicine being predominantly non-minority, with only 3% of veterinarians being black, Jackson has made a significant impact in her field. That's quite inspiring. And what about the chimpanzees at Chimp Haven? Most of the chimpanzees at Chimp Haven are HIV positive. They were all used in biomedical research. Chimpanzees were chosen for this research because they share 98.8% of their DNA with humans. However, by 2015, the National Institutes of Health ended biomedical research that uses chimpanzees. Dr. Jackson feels a deep sense of responsibility towards these animals, stating that she loves the ability to give back to the chimpanzee species because they sacrificed a great portion of their lives, which has helped to advance human health and well-being. It sounds like a challenging yet rewarding job. Can you tell us more about the daily work at Chimp Haven? Absolutely. Working at Chimp Haven involves providing care, respect, and distance to the chimpanzees while observing their complex social structure and behaviors. The work requires uncompromised attention to detail as every day is unpredictable, but it's also rewarding, especially for Dr. Jackson, who had a truly exceptional day when she met her childhood idol, Jane Goodall. That must have been a remarkable moment for her. Indeed, it was. Dr. Jackson recalls that meeting Goodall brought her dreams full circle. She had aspired to become like Goodall, and there she was, working at the world's largest chimpanzee captive population and meeting her idol. It was a testament to her dedication and passion for her work. That was indeed an inspiring story. Thanks, Abby. Now, let's shift our focus to another inspiring story, this time from the world of science and technology. The South Dakota Science and Technology Authority, or SDSTA, is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. The authority, which operates the Sanford Underground Research Facility, has made significant contributions to South Dakota's economy and the global scientific community. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Science. Bella, can you tell us more about the SDSTA and its achievements? Certainly, David. The SDSTA was established in 2004 by state lawmakers and then-Governor Mike Rounds. It owns and operates the Sanford Underground Research Facility, or SURF, in Lead, South Dakota. SURF has emerged as America's underground science laboratory, contributing an estimated $2 billion to South Dakota's economy this decade. The facility's impact extends globally, keeping the United States competitive in the race for underground research breakthroughs. That's quite impressive. How has the transformation of the Homestake Gold Mine into a world-class research facility been received? The transformation has been met with great pride, especially from Senator Mike Rounds. He expressed his pride in the transformation and stated that the work at SURF has brought international recognition to South Dakota. Dr. Kevin Lesko, a physicist at Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, 
who advocated for the establishment of the SDSTA, also credits Rounds and other state leaders for building what has become the deepest underground laboratory in the United States. It seems like a collective effort was instrumental in creating SURF. Can you tell us more about this? Absolutely, David. Senator Rounds acknowledged the collective effort of local and state political leaders, South Dakota's congressional delegation, and philanthropist T. Denny Sanford in creating SURF. It's a testament to what can be achieved when various stakeholders come together for a common goal. And what does the future hold for the SDSTA and SURF? Mike Headley, the SDSTA Executive Director and Laboratory Director at SURF, expressed excitement about the future. He believes that SURF will continue to have a major impact on the state and local economy while advancing world-class scientific research. So it's safe to say that we can expect more groundbreaking work from this facility. Thanks for that report, Bella. Moving on from scientific advancements to a more cultural topic, tattooing, an art form that has been practiced for thousands of years, is more popular than ever, with 32% of adults in the United States sporting at least one. However, a new study has found that many of the inks used in the United States are more of a motley mixture than a precise blend. Here to delve into this is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about this study and its findings? Certainly, David. The study was conducted by Kelly Moseman, a chemistry researcher at Binghamton University, and her team. They analyzed over 50 tattoo inks from nine different brands used in the US. They found that 45 of the 54 inks contained substances that weren't listed on the label, such as unlisted pigments or additives. Some ink labels also listed additives that weren't present. Only one brand accurately listed the ingredients its ink contained. That's quite concerning. What kind of substances are we talking about here? The substances varied. 15 inks contained propylene glycol, which was named the 2018 Allergen of the Year by the American Contact Dermatitis Society. Other tested samples contained potentially harmful substances, such as antibiotics. It's not yet clear whether these are accidental contaminations, errors in labeling, or intentional but undisclosed additions. Given that tattoo inks stay in the skin for a long time, what are the potential implications of these findings? The implications could be significant. Tattoo inks summon immune cells, and there's evidence suggesting small amounts of pigment can leak into lymph nodes. Furthermore, tattoo inks, especially red hues, can cause allergic reactions such as swelling, itching, and blisters, months or even years after they were first injected. If ingredients aren't listed on product labels, it makes it difficult to figure out what may have caused the reaction and prevent it from happening again. How did the researchers conduct their analysis? The team used multiple analytical techniques to confirm the presence of unlisted substances. They used Raman and XRF spectroscopy to identify the pigments in each ink, while NMR spectroscopy and mass spectrometry were used to find out what was in the carrier solutions. However, they only focused on substances present in the carrier solution at high concentrations of 2,000 parts per million or more, which means anything in lower concentrations may not have been observed. What does this mean for the tattoo industry and its regulation? The findings highlight the need for better regulation and labeling in the tattoo industry. The European Chemicals Agency introduced regulations in 2022 to restrict thousands of hazardous chemicals found in tattoo inks. 
The US Food and Drug Administration also moved to regulate tattoo inks as part of an expansion of its authority over cosmetics regulation. This change allows the FDA to recall products, if necessary, and requires that adverse events be reported and product ingredient labeling be updated yearly. The results of this study can be used as a baseline to compare with the findings of future studies to assess the impact of those regulations and ultimately improve safety. James, we appreciate your insights and we'll certainly keep an eye on that. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.